How's it going, Will? Uh, I'm going good. Thank you. Yep. Uh, welcome to MLB from CDA Baseball, and we're on episode number three. And uh, first topic, we're going to talk about pitching. Uh, there's a lot of, lot of, lot of pitching stuff going around. Kevin Gosman, he's eight and one, I believe, with a 1.46 ERA. And but he got his loss. And how do you, what happened with that loss? I, I don't know. I don't remember what team it was against, but. Gosman didn't really pitch well that game. I mean, just what do you think happened? Um, well, the hitting in that game for the Giants, it it wasn't great. Um, so, you know, there's no help on that side. Uh, but he was just having trouble with his location that day. Just he was he was getting knocked around. Uh the defense made some good plays, but uh on the hitting side it just wasn't enough. And I think the Giants only lost by two runs, but Yeah. Uh they were both his his earned runs, so they had to give him the loss. Yeah, he pitched four innings, got four strikeouts, gave up two runs. Yep. Um, but also another good pitcher, Jacob DeGrom, the probable Cy Young pitcher. You know, now he has a 0.56 ERA. But he got hurt with a uh, right flexor tendonitis. He pitched six innings against the Padres, only had one hit and no runs. And then he got hurt, and then he played again, and then he got hurt again. Uh do you think after his injuries, do you think he's still going to be able to keep the Jacob Day ground with 0.56 ERA? Do you think he's still going to be able to do that magic after his injury? Not right away. Um, his arm's going to take some, some time after he comes back. But I think after a couple starts, he'll probably be good. And his ERA won't be like that the entire year. But I am expecting him to be the best pitcher by far. Okay, yeah. Do you think he's still going to be able to win the Cy Young and everything? More than likely. I don't think he really has a ton of contenders that are really as good as him this year. So, mm. he's probably the top candidate. Yeah. Him and, well, him and Kevin Gosman, really. I mean, their ERA is just phenomenal. Um, so, Mets are 33-25. and 25. They have plus 20 run differential. And, I mean, they've been playing amazing lately. I mean, like, really good lately. And what, how do they think they just got so much better? I mean, I just don't really get all of a sudden they just done phenomenal. Well, they have a good pitching staff. Um, their hitting's been – it's been okay, but they've never they've been able to get the bats on balls. Um, and <clears throat> their division – it, it isn't great. So when you're playing teams that aren't good and you play them a lot, it's really going to help you win a lot of extra games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just back on the injury, uh, sp- uh, going to injury part here, Tyler Glonsnow or something, I don't know how to say his name, he's the ace yeah. for the Reds, really good right-hander who strikes out a lot. He's uh, He got hurt. He partially torn UCLA, UCL, or yeah, and uh, he he has he's off for ten days, but that's probably going to be longer than you think it is. But also Shane Bieber, you know them two are the first and second with strikeouts, and they're both hurt. So that's yeah. just yeah. it's crazy. Um. Anyways, another topic: All Star Game. Uh, phase two is getting really close, and my favorite dudes, Wink Jesse Winker and Cass- Nick Castellanos for the Cincinnati Reds, they both might make it. Nick Castellanos is second. He has 11, 11% of the votes, and Winker is third, uh, which you, you can have three people in the outfield, and he's 9%, and Mookie Betts is fourth. He's not going to make it. I mean, 
you, th- you hear Mookie Betts and you're Jesse Winker. I mean, Jesse Winker is a small name, and Mookie Betts is his huge name. Jesse Winker has better stats than Mookie Betts. People aren't really going names-wise. They're really doing stats-wise. So, um, Well, what are your thoughts about the All-Star game exactly? Do you think Winker and Castellanos deserve to be in the All-Star game? Well, yeah. They're both playing so well. They're, they're some of the best players this year by far. Um, I mean, they have great batting averages. And right now, they're probably the best hitters out of anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesse Winker's batting three forty four, and Nick Castellanos batting three fifty. Uh, but now let's get let's get to the Reds here. The Reds uh won six games in a row. They just lost to the Padres. Crazy story. So ninth inning, they're losing two oh, yeah. zero. They scored four runs in the last inning, and then they the then they put Amir Garrett in the last inning. They end up losing. They gave up four runs in the bottom of the ninth inning. Well, I was uh. I was watching the game. Um, it was uh, on Sports Center um, that night, and of course, since I'm a Giants fan, I was hoping that the Reds would win. And after they got the four runs, I thought for sure that they had it. And then, I don't know, they just kind of lost it right there. Oh, Brian Hendricks gave up a home run off of Eric Hosmer to tie the game, a two-run home run. Yeah. And then Amir Garrett came in, gave up a hit, and then a two-run home run to lose the game. I Amir Garrett is another name where he's supposed to be this phenomenal closer type of guy, but he's 0-2 and his ERA is up to 8, 8.50. Like, well, he, he was so good. I, I feel like at this point when he's not winning games, you either have to put him in in situations where you have pretty much the perfect chance of winning or you have to send him down – to AAA just to try to get him some extra work in. But when he's losing, you know, these these easy games, that's it, – it's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. A lot of injuries, you know, over MLB and the Cincinnati Reds, obviously. I mean, TJ Antone, the Reds' trustworthy reliever. I mean, by I mean trustworthy, he's like 3-0 and with a 1.41 ERA. I mean, he's good. But he's hurt, and he has a right arm inflammation, and uh, but he has twenty appearances, and my ERA is helping. But we can't, we're not going to have him for a while, so it's that's that's bad. But what we did, we brought up this guy named Tony Santian from minor leagues, and he did okay. He pitched a couple of days ago. He's actually pitching today, but uh, he pitched four and two thirds of an inning, five strikeouts, and four Ks. Uh, I think it was two runs. I forgot to write that in there. And but this is weird. Though that game, the our bullpen, this the Cincinnati Reds relievers has been pitching amazing lately. They have a 0.68 ERA before the before the Padres loss and during their six game losing streak. Six games, the reliever had 0.58 ERA, and uh, now it's probably up to two something. Why do you think all of a sudden did they get the job done and then just not get it the job done, just lose the game and then just close it out well I mean um the Padres are a good team and I mean actually you know it's kind of tough to say that they did just get swept by the by the Rockies um but um I'm looking at the Reds schedule if I can find it just see if they've been playing um 
and they just got off of a Milwaukee series, who they're doing okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, that was a good sweep. And Colorado, of course, that's an easy sweep. Um, I don't know. I think just San Diego is a very good hitting team. So mm-hmm. when you go in against them, especially in the ninth inning, they are really good in comeback situations. I mean, they've had, I think, the most walk-off home runs of, of any team this year. So, you know, I mean, you, you can't be in a situation where you have a chance to lose in the, in the ninth inning. You have to put up a ton of runs and then basically be guaranteed to win in that last inning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's smart. Anyway, I I have to get to MLB news here. We're getting a little off topic. Um, MLB enforced laws that if you get used – if you get if you're using foreign substances, foreign substances, and you get caught, you have two uh, ten days of suspension. Uh, for me, I feel like ten days is like not that much. I feel like like more than that. I mean, I, I feel like I saw a, pit, uh, a video of these guys who were cheating and they got caught a long time ago. There, you can just touching their ball is moving completely. And they're good. Do you, like overall? Do you think that was a smart rule? Do you think they should have expanded the suspension or like what? Well, it's the pitchers who are getting suspended, and they don't pitch every day. So really, a ten game or a ten day suspension is really just like a two or three game suspension. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Max Serger, I I'm starting to get a little suspicious on Max Serger. Uh. Max Scherzer, you know, he, he's been good. He's never really been bad. His spin rate's going higher, but not dangerously high, but it's still it's still really high. Um, but Max Scherzer, he said this, hitters want pitchers to use substances so balls don't fly at heads. But two people have already gotten hit flush on the cheek, and Max Scherzer's been good. So I feel like, you know, he always licks his tongue and then puts it, like, on his pants or whatever. Uh, just I don't know what do, what do you think about what what are your thoughts about that Max Serger little tweet there? Well, I I don't know if, if he's using the foreign substances, but I don't think that his comment was true. I mean, just because you have more grip doesn't mean that you can't have one wild pitch that sails up in a guy's head. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens all the time, and I don't think that a little bit of spider tack will help that. I mean, you know. I don't know. I don't think it's a player thing. Uh, it's just to increase his spin rate. That's all I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Cincinnati Reds, they've gotten hit hit by batters the second most time in MLB, 43 times. And I would say before the rule, the majority of pitchers were cheating, in my opinion. I don't know if that is that exactly. But you know, the Reds got hit by pitch 40, 43 times. That's the second most in MLB. And the Dodgers lead. So I just... I don't like – I just feel like the spin rate is moving so much now. It's hitting the batters, but we haven't got hit since the new rule. So – Yeah. Yeah, and that makes sense. Um, you know, especially with the right-hander and the lefty. Um, when you throw the ball and you have so much more spin rate, it's almost tougher to control it just because of how much spin it has. And it could actually be more dangerous for the batters because it could just come in and, and hit them anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
like Joey Votto, uh, another thing. He was get he got hit by pitch and you know on the thumb that fractured his thumb. But it was I think it was by the Cardinals or Drupal Cabrera. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm not for sure on that. Don't quote me or anything. But Joey Votto was going for the swing and it moved and it came in and hit his thumb and it broke his thumb and he was out for months or so. And uh, that that actually since then he's batting 600 with three home runs. Uh, just that's just a little weird to me, but. What do you think it was happening? Why do you think Joey Votto's like so good all of a sudden? I mean, he's batting like like two thirty, but he's real. I mean, six hundred average since his injury, and that's been like about ten games roughly. What do you think? What do you think happened? How do you think he got better? Well, after a guy comes back, they usually have a little bit of a hot streak. But I mean, you know, in those ten games, the you know the spin rate has gone down because the uh, the the illegal substances mm-hmm. have not been allowed. So there's a little connection there. I'm not sure if that's really it, but it it really could be if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me because you know he's getting old, but he's I mean he's old, but he's really he's really decent. I mean, I don't think he's gonna be like any Hall of Famer type of. I mean, I think he's gonna be Hall of Famer. I don't think Reds Hall of Famer. I don't think he's gonna be Baseball Hall of Famer. I think he I I I think he may be decent this year. I mean, he's get. I feel like in my opinion, he's getting better at fielding and everything. But uh, also, uh, we'll quick, real quick, Mitch Moreland, the Oakland A's designated hitter, hit his 1,000th hit two days ago. Uh, if I was Mitch Moreland, I would, like, celebrate with a party. Like, Mitch Moreland isn't really a huge name. Like, what What do you, What are your thoughts about Mitch Moreland exactly? Um, I never saw him as a 1,000 hit guy, but that's really awesome for him. Um. I don't know. I mean, it it's pretty cool that he got his 1,000th. And, yeah, he should definitely celebrate. Yeah. Uh, also, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Fernando Tetis Jr. are both tied with 22 home runs leading in MLB. What are your thoughts about those two players? Well, they both have immense amounts of power. I mean, Guerrero, of course, his dad was uh, – his body shape was just like him, and he hit a lot of home runs. So, of course, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is also going to hit a lot of home runs. And I see him winning the home run race. I don't know if Tatis can keep the pace up. I mean, he kind of lost it a little bit uh, in May. But the thing about Tatis is that he hits a lot of home runs in a short amount of time. But Guerrero hits them consistently. So, I mean, it's it's tough to say who's really going to be able to win it. But both are... Very big guys who can each hit a lot of home runs. Yeah, and another name, you know, a couple podcasts ago, we said Ronald Acuna Jr. would lead the league in home runs. What is happening with him now? I mean, he's he's playing well, but he's not hitting dingers anymore, you know? I think he has 17. He's not hitting well, really. I mean, 17 is, is good, but, you know, uh, Brandon Crawford, the shortstop for the Giants, he has 15. And, I mean... Acuna has so much more power than him, but I mean, hitting home runs isn't everything, and maybe he doesn't want to go for that home run record this year. And I mean, he's been getting a lot of hits, just not the home runs, and I think that that's what he's trying for right now, uh, especially for the Braves, because because um, they're not in first place, so they just need to get some hits. Yeah, Braves to... are struggling for the yeah. talent they have. 
Um, the two players for the Braves could make it. Ozzy Albies and Acuna Jr. Those two are, if the All Star game, everything ended right now, those two could both make it. But also, a young outfielder, Cody Bellinger, got hurt once again. He has a left hamstring strain. And what are your thoughts about the Cody Bellinger, the guy that was so good in his rookie year, but has completely faded after injury after injury? Well, I mean, he's still a very popular player, and he's still good, but he isn't rookie. I mean, he, you know, he just isn't a rookie still, so he doesn't. I, I mean, it, it's it's tough to say. I mean, he can always have a bounce back year. Um, I mean, and he's with the Dodgers; they have a lot of money, so I mean, anything can really happen, in my opinion. But I think for now, he's not a top player anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember the first year he made the home run derby? I think he had 49 home runs his rookie year. Uh, maybe it wasn't that much, but it was it was a lot, and everyone just adored him. Him and Christian Yelich, you know, yeah. are those like those guys that were so good in the middle, the beginning of the season, and the injuries have just really faded them away. Um, uh, now we have to now we talk about you know Chris Bryant. He also got hurt too. He got hit by a pitch. Another like hit by a pitch scenario there. He has a bruised hand. It's not that bad. Uh, but what are your thoughts about Chris Bryant? I mean, he's a really good fielder, and he's starting to get his group back all of a sudden, even though he's he's old, but he's getting really good. Well, huh, I mean, he's old, but, I mean, if he can get his group back, he can, he can be very good. Um, back in 2016 when the Cubs won the World Series, um, he was one of their top players, and he really helped them win. So, if he can be in a groove, he can be their top player by, uh, by far. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jacob Degrom, the Mets ace, is finally back from his injury. Uh, well, not finally. Well, he got hurt. He pitched three innings, and he got hurt again. Uh, but he, you know, this is weird. He's six and two with a zero point five six ERA. How can you be? How can you have a 0.56 ERA and have two losses? Like Tyler Malley, the Cincinnati Reds pitcher, he has a three and a half ERA, and he just has two losses. It's same as Degrom. Like, why do you think? Why do you think that is? Did the Mets just start out poorly, or what do you think happened? The Mets did start off poorly. They were not a top team. Um, but I mean, he didn't go. He didn't get those losses until later in the year. I think until the end of April. And that's when the Mets hitting was was the worst. And I I'm gonna say it again, you have to have um, a good hitting squad as well as good pitching squad. Because if your pitcher's throwing lights out but you can't hit, I mean you there's just no way that you can win. So yeah, I he feel doesn't... like if they if they can really wake those bats up, then he can probably win every single game. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, he doesn't have the best run support in the MLB. I mean, I don't know the stats exactly, but I know the games I've watched that DeGrom has pitched in. He's hit really well, actually. He's a very good hit for a pitcher, but they probably get three runs for him, you know, and Jacob DeGrom's gives up none. You know, just kind of how – I kind of feel like how it goes. But you're right. If your hitting isn't doing well, you're not going to be able to win. That's how the Reds – they hitting when was amazing in the beginning, like the sort of in the middle part, 
they weren't they're were doing horrible and then now they're on their groove back again um but back on Mally, Tyler Mally, you know, he's really helped the Reds. He's seven and two, and he's really is a good pitcher. And we won. We had we just lost today. We should have won that game, but we won six in a row. So we six and one in our last seven games. We're in third place. Uh, only two games behind first place, so which is really awesome. And we have a negative two run differential. And unlike most teams, not quite lately, but the Cincinnati Reds bullpen has been bad but it's been amazing lately and michael lorenzen earlier should be back after the all-star break a very trustworthy reliever we've had but do you think after the all-star break he had something with his shoulder he had a 60 day 60 day il do you think he really can come back after the all-star break do you think it's earlier or later or right that he's supposed to come back from his injury It'll probably be right on because if you bring him in too early and he's still you know, isn't quite up to speed, and then he gets injured again, that's not what you need in the last half. So, you know, if they bring him back right about at the All-Star game, uh, I think he'll be good for the rest of the year, you know, just get some some extra rest for him. I think he'll be good. Yeah, I, I he's, he's always, he always does this. He get, He's really, really bad in the start of the season, and at the end of the season, he's like the most trustworthy reliever ever. Um, also, Mike Trout, you know, all-star game kind of, uh, he got hurt, and he's supposed to be back just a little bit after the all-star break. But he has the most votes in the outfielder right now. Do you think he's going to be able to make the all-star game, even though he he's hurt and he's technically not supposed to make it at the all-star game? There's no reason to play in, you know, uh, pretty much, you know, there's no reason to play. It doesn't give you anything. I mean, you hit a home run, doesn't count. There's no reason to play. I mean, if you make the all-star team, you're still technically an all-star. He doesn't need to play for people to know that. I mean, he's the most famous baseball player right now. And while he, he isn't the best anymore, people still think that he is. So, you know, even if he's hurt, he's still going to be voted in. And I, I just don't think he has a reason to play. Yeah, just back on what you're saying, you know, for me, yeah, I feel like you're right. You know, technically, he, there's no really point for him to be in there. But he has been in, I think it was 13 consecutive in a row all-star games. And you, it just if I was Mike Trout, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to break that. And I would try to get to my 14th. I would just probably be on the bench, maybe. Maybe play a third of an inning at most. Yeah. But well, he's, he's still in the all-star game. If he gets voted in, and That's I mean, I, I just don't think there's any reason risking injuring yourself, especially since he's not young. I mean, at this point, he, he can play if he wants to, but I just I don't think it's it's going to be a smart decision. Yeah. Uh. Well, now we get to the league leaders and standing leaders, and uh, I like doing these. Let's get to the standing leaders now. Uh, the NL Central, the Chicago Cubs are thirty-eight and thirty. What are your thoughts about the Cubs, who just are barely in first place? Also, two games behind the Reds, but the Brewers are also thirty-eight and thirty. What What are your thoughts about them? Well, Milwaukee lost last night, so the Cubs are officially in first place. Um, but I the Cubs are good. 
they are definitely the first place team in that division. They have been for a while. But um, I mean, if they can if they can hit, they're a very good team because they have a lot of good players. You know, with Javier Baez, um, of course he's one of their best hitters. But you know, if if they can't hit, that's one of their biggest issues. Um, they'll drop back. Uh, but Milwaukee, I mean, they're on a pretty bad losing streak. They can bounce back, but I don't see them winning the division. I think they'll get second with Cincinnati just a couple games back. But, I mean, if Cincinnati stays on this tear, they could even win the division. But they, they're going to have to hold it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, the Reds, if you want to be the low, lowest market team in baseball and you don't want to get any relief pitching to help you win games, you're going to have to play above your ability for crying out loud. Um, now we go to the NL East. The Mets, the thirty-four and twenty-five, finally a good record for a first-place team. Uh, but the Mets, you know, as we were saying before, we kind of already really talked about them, but they're just everything in there. Their bullpen is amazing. Their hitting is okay, and their fielding is decent. So, it's pretty much about it. Um. NOS, your Giants, they're 42 and 25, I believe, right? Uh, 44 and 25. 44 and 25. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're they're that kind of team that wouldn't surprise me if they're going to win the World Series because that's what they did a couple of years ago. Players that weren't supposed to be good played amazing, and they're I think they're going to dominate the National League, don't you think? Well, this year is not supposed to be their year. I mean, they had no one on their team. I mean – Coming into the year, I went to spring training. I, I didn't know a lot of these guys, but they've become their top players. And I think the only challenge that the Giants are going to have is going to be the Dodgers, just because I don't think San Diego is going to be as quite good as everyone thought that they would be. Yeah, I mean, the Padres roster is so good. But they're performing like the exact opposite of how the Giants are supposed to be playing. The Giants have players that are are supposed to be man, not not great, are playing amazing. The Padres players are supposed to be like the best team in baseball right now, and they're in third place. You know. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's very surprising. Mm-hmm. Now we get to the American League uh, leaders here. AL East, the Rays are forty-three and twenty-six. My I'm, these records that I'm reading down right now, they're, they're delayed, so I don't yeah. know if these are right. Um, I'm looking at them right now on on the MLB app, so I can see them. Uh, Tampa Bay lost last night, so they're 43 and 27 now. Hmm. And then Boston is just half a game out of first place. Okay, wow, just half game though. Uh, the Rays, though, as we were saying, every podcast we talk about the same teams because no one's changing who's getting in first. But the Rays and the White Sox, they have, like, the most talented team in baseball. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Rays have Randy Arozarena, the, like, the talented young guy. Like I said, Tyler Glonsnow, except he's hurt, you know. They just have a really good roster, you know. Yeah. Um, I – they can be a really, really good team, but I don't see them doing well in the postseason. I think that that Boston is going to be that top AL East team this year. 
mm-hmm. um, and maybe even New York if they can really start playing well. But Tampa Bay, I think they'll get second place, even though they're such a good team. I think that Boston's just a little bit better of a squad. And then down in third place, it'll be New York. And then, you know, same with Toronto. And then Baltimore being way in last. Yeah, I mean, Toronto, they have a really good roster as well, but they are not playing well. I mean, the Reds have a better record than them. The, the Reds are 35 and 32. I think, what are the what are the Blue Jays? I'm actually not for sure on that. 33 and 34. They just got under 500. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of weird. The lowest, lowest market team has a better record than a pretty high market team. But anyway, let's get to the AL Central. The Chicago White Sox are, what's their record? Because this is delayed. <laughs> uh, 43 and 26. They're three and a half games up on Cleveland's. Okay, yeah. Cleveland, if that just comes to mind, you don't feel like, oh, that's not a very good team. But they have a decent record. They really do, you know? Like, how, what do you think they did? I mean, they don't. They got no hit twice, I believe. And Carlos Rodon, I think. Um, yeah. What are I your mean, thoughts about them? They have good players. And, um, again, they – being in the uh, – in the AL, they a lot of the bad teams are are usually in the AL. I mean, you have Baltimore, Minnesota, Texas, the Angels, and they've been playing them a lot. Um, they played Baltimore. They swept them. And, I mean, it really helps when you're playing bad teams. But I feel like if they're playing I mean, top-tier teams, they wouldn't have a shot at first place. Good roster, but – they're not gonna be able to win to win the division. It'll be the White Sox in first place for sure. Yeah, there's no like the White Sox. They're they have an amazing team and also Nick Madrigal, the Reds. I think shortstop is out for season. He has something with his hamstring. I, I didn't read into that completely, but he's definitely out for the season and got a hamstring injury out uh, running to first base and it looked like he tripped on the base or something and it didn't look very pretty. Um. American League, the AL West, the Oakland A's, uh, believe they're forty four and twenty seven, right? Uh, forty three and twenty seven, but they're on okay. a a six game win streak currently. Wow, uh, like they're just they're either go they're like all or nothing type of team. <laughs> they go, they win thirteen in a row, they lose ten in a row, you know. Yeah, and they're lucky that that they're in the West because their only real challenge is going to be the Astros. I mean, mm-hmm. Seattle, uh, they haven't been to the postseason in 23 years now, and they're just below 500. I mean, they they, they could have a shot being a wildcard team, but I think that Houston um, is going to be the only shot for, for Oakland this year. Yeah, like the Mariners, they have a really good team. J.B. Crawford, Kyle Lewis, I mean, they have good pitchers too, but they actually – they have the worst hitting in baseball. Yep. Bang. 206 last time I checked, but they were pretty far down in last. Um, but now we get to the league leaders in pitching for ERA, strikeouts, and wins. And for hitting, we go to average home runs and stolen bases. First for hitting and average is Nick Castellanos, batting 350. And what do you think about him? Do you think he's going to keep keep his awesome streak going? It's been 62 games, I think. Well, he's been batting like that all year, but there's still 100 games left in the in the season. 
I mean, anything can happen. He won't be batting 362 at the end of the year. Uh, he'll probably be batting just above 300, in my opinion. Uh, he'll probably win the best batting average. But, I mean, 362, that's pretty tough. I don't think he's going to keep that all year. Yeah. And uh, home runs, Vladimir Guerrero and Fernando Tatis. We already talked about them. But, like we said, if Acuna isn't going to be in the home run race, I think Vladi is going to. Tatis is just like, like he's not a home run hitter. I'm even surprised he has 22 home runs. Uh, I I know it's it's surprising. I mean, he I don't know. He's a uh, he he's got some power. He when he came in, didn't think he'd be a huge home run hitter, but he's really surprised me. And I mean, he could possibly win this uh the home run um championship this year. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we'll be able to see that in the home run derby, just to see who's able to hit him more consistently. And mm-hmm. I think Tatis is going to get that because he hits them all in a short amount of time. But mm, yeah. Guerrero, he hits them all consistently. Like he'll get one every couple days. But, yeah. I mean, it's just going to be those two because in third place you have Otani, but I mean he doesn't he doesn't pitch every day and he doesn't play every day. So I mean it's such. Such a surprise that he has 19, I believe, right? 19 uh, or... I think he actually just hit 20 today. 20, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, he could be the, the, the league leader in home runs. But if he doesn't play every day, he won't be able to get there. But if he did, he would, um, for sure, he'd be the league leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this still comes to surprise me. For stolen bases, Whit Merrifield, he hasn't been stealing bases lately. He's Whit Merrifield's for the Royals, by the way. He has 17. And, you know, as you were saying before, he's just that type of guy. He He's fast. I, I made sure I looked it up and everything. He really is fast. He's not that kind of big kind of base hit type of guy that doesn't get on base that much. He really is fast, but right behind him is Isaiah Kinefalfa or something. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's for the Texas Rangers. He, he's a really good shortstop. Very good shortstop, but uh, has 15 stolen bases, but went right fields in first with 17. Um, Now pitching. We go to ERA wins and strikeouts. For ERA, Jacob DeGrom, 0.56 ERA. Uh, would you, if you were like, a high market team. This is this is a strange question, but would you try to would you do anything in your power to get him, or just try to like you know like the Yankees? They're the highest market team in baseball, and they're not doing well. Would you try to like use all of your money to get that player, or just not do that? Just try to focus on the players that you have. I would just focus on the players that you have. I mean, you could try to get him, but it's going to be tough. So, I think just work with the players you have. You know that you have good players. Just stick with them. I mean, maybe call up some guys that you have in in AAA. Try them out in spring training, and then just try to try to be good again. I mean, they were for so long, and this year's just been kind of a surprise. I thought that they would win their division, but I mean, I guess we'll just have to see. Mm-hmm. And for pitching, wins now. This comes to a huge, huge surprise for me. This guy named Aaron Saval. He's not even the ace for the Indians. He has nine wins, and Julio Urias or something like that has also nine wins. Lefty and a righty. 
both of them are their uh, – actually, I think Gary Hayes is their fifth pitcher. So, I mean, he's doing better than to be in the fifth pitching rotation. But he's he's a good pitcher. But Aaron Saval, I mean, he – gosh, he, he hasn't even been good in his previous years. And just how do you think he just just did that all like that? Just how did he get so good? Spider tech. I mean, <laughs> it's – I mean, we're going to have to see. The next time he pitches, or at least the next couple times, like he's probably going to get that, you know, a couple losses soon. That's just my opinion. He's probably he's been using something. I mean, yeah. I don't think he can get that good that quickly. But I mean, it, it's it's tough to say if he's been using anything. I'm not going to accuse him of cheating, but I mean, let's just see in the next couple of games he he throws. If his spin rate drops and he's he's giving up a lot more hits, then uh, I think we know that that he's cheating. Yeah, like Garrett Cole, you know he hasn't. I wonder if he really isn't cheating because you know that rule is official and everything. They're doing it now, and he's still good. But I think I'm not for sure. There's this there's this thing a video of him. I think they changed the grip on the ball now or something because I like there's like three three pitchers that were complaining on, it was, it was really hard to grip the ball and make, they weren't throwing the ball well. And if they aren't uh, changing the ball grip or anything, I'm telling you, we – that's just – yeah, that's just weird. But lastly, uh, strikeouts. Shane Bieber has 130. Uh, and Tyler Gonsnow, second, 122. What are your thoughts about Shane Bieber? And after this, I think we're going to be done. Uh, sorry, but uh, what are your thoughts about Shane Bieber with 130 strikeouts? Um, he's always been good. I mean, I mean, he was never like you know top player, but he's always been you know very consistent, very good player. I mean, last year he he was all right, and then uh, 2019 he played very well. That's just – he strikes a lot of guys out. He's a strikeout pitcher. Um, doesn't give up a lot of hits. Um, and, you know, he's just – he's a strikeout guy. I mean, it's not that surprising that he's leading the league in strikeouts. Um, and, you know, he's been like that for a while. Uh, no reason to say that he's been using spider tack or anything like that just because he's always been a strikeout guy. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's not that surprising that he's, he's leading the league. Yeah, he's always been a strikeout guy, and he – I don't feel like he's using spider tack. His, his spin rate isn't doing that much. He's just – I think he's just a really smart pitcher. Um, But I I think – I believe that's it. Uh, The Reds – I don't know if I told this already, but this, the Reds are 35 and 32. And um, I believe that's it. Uh, Thank you for listening, Will. And uh, thank you for going on. I don't believe from CDA Baseball with me. Of course.